0: Hi, Claire here. Welcome to the Space Arts Podcast. Great to have you with us. This time, over a steaming hot drink, we sit back and listen in to another fascinating conversation all around the topic of community collaboration. You can, of course, watch this recording in full as part of our webinar series. More info about how to do that in our episode description. But first, I'll make the introductions. Sajida Carr is one of the directors of Creative Black Country. Her and her team act as a catalyst, a broker, an enabler, and a facilitator in developing a programme that reflects the makeup of communities living within their fabulous corner of the West Midlands. She shares tips on how they use both digital and analogue as a two-pronged approach. Her view of the role of the enabler and facilitator in community-led projects and why their weekly meeting with creative advisors helps keep them stay connected to the local area. First up, Sajida explains to my space colleague, Rob Lindsay, the complexities of the region they operate in.
1: We work in an area that's um, that's in the West Midlands uh, which has a population of nearly just over a million of uh, people and it's over four local authorities as well and we're a small um, uh, team of people that are supported by some wonderful uh, family of freelancers and for those of you not familiar with the black country the the word the phrase the black country comes from the soot from the heavy industries that covered the area at the time which is the most industrialized parts of the UK our Accountable Body, who we report to, is a, is a partnership made up of seven uh, really wonderful organisations. They're four voluntary councils that cover those four local authorities and uh, three national portfolio organisations as well. And we are really, really fortunate that they are there to help guide us. They act as an advisory group, but they also have the expertise and the links and have access to nearly like 4,000 community groups as well. So they're a corridor to audiences for us. But we as a programme, you know, we are an action research programme, but we have been acting as a catalyst, a broker, an enabler and a facilitator and developing a programme work that's relevant to our local residents, which reflects the local makeup of our communities as well. And That mission that we have is many things to many people. And at the start of the programme, we were getting a lot of kind of inquiries about, you know, what do we do? And we are seeing as many things, but we work with partners in a way to explain what we are, because we want to be something that maximises the cultural and um, creative sector in the black country. So we really see about amplifying what's already there and at um, the heart of everything that we do is people and approach is about having a place-based approach with local people at the heart of the process and these words co-design um co-producing they're all I mean these are words that are said now but we are actually <laughs> standing on the shoulder of giants this work has been done for decades so but when you boil it down the work that, the, the way that we work it comes down to community making decisions shared leadership and just constantly learning reflecting and kind of um acting upon what's actually needed in the areas or what's more helpful as well
2: that's absolutely amazing i love that list of the list of words you did a list of about four words there that were like enablers and brokers and connect all that sort of stuff i think it's really really important to to recognize language like that because it again echoes that we're not looking to go in and say hello we're in a town with no communities whatsoever, we're here to build the very first one. You know, it, it's absolutely not that. It is absolutely building upon existing networks, existing relationships, which which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, do you mind if I ask you a little bit about the um, Creative People and Places programme for a little bit more on that as well? Because I know you've been doing a lot of work in that area and I know it's a programme that Creative Black Country are very good at trying to build that community as well, making sure that people know about what's available. Can I ask you to say a bit about it? Sure.
1: I mean, yeah, there are 33 programmes across um, the country. And that community decision-making, the shared leadership, those are all things that kind of common threads. And this is a programme that's funded by Arts Council. And there is an expectation around making sure there's a consortia driving um, the work as well. But people remain at the heart of it as well. But when you go and visit different places, a CPP one, everyone's got the same um sort of ethos but everyone's delivered it in a different way so there's no blueprint for this work in a way but um as i mentioned there are it's there are certain threads that carry through but it is a program that's funded by arts councils kind of build on you know the strategies that are coming through the Let's great work that's going on as well so it's building on all of that
2: that's absolutely amazing um well i suppose uh let's let's talk about communities and again let's let's keep talking about the the work that's involved really i know that when you and i spoke prior to this that was one of the things that came up kind of what do you need in place to work successfully with communities and i know you were quite quick to say it's about attitude perhaps more than resource
1: yeah, um, I've been thinking about this question and it took me back to when we first started. You know, you know, we'd just been awarded this funding by Arts Council. We needed to kind of get going, increase our visibility. And I will be um, honest about the fact that, you know, we we quickly got some work going. But actually looking back now um, and reflecting on that, what we've actually got to do is really what we've heard is we've got to stay flexible and be with people where they're at rather than kind of bringing some work in And um, having a a one shot, um, you know, a one hit wonder and walking away. I think it's really about starting with people and spending the time. And we spent after we'd done the kind of, you know, making the bringing work in and we just thought, you know what, let's just take our time. Spent a few years, the first few years, understanding what the landscape's like and working with our creative advisors who are placed, placed in each of the areas and really listening to what's around us. And that's how we got to know the joy and the gem that is Odessa Pubs. Um, We wouldn't have known that had we not spent the time to kind of see what what is special about the black country. So, um, and that kind of made us go, you know, in places where there isn't a lot of money, we've actually really got to create relevant programs and be quite sensitive as well so look at how we scale our programming as well whether it's quite intimate or quite or large scale as well so it's just kind of being a bit aware Um, it's talking to people and finding out what's what's important as well and it's also taking our time as well because again at the start I was just thinking that we were you know we had these kind of processes in place but we're at, at one point taking too long to make decisions because we're quite cautious as well. But over time, we've kind of reduced some processes and looked at how do we make it simpler that we can enable communities to access the resources much quicker. So having the letters of agreement, making the payment schedules really quick and easy or you know putting processes in place, it just really helps people come back to us. And one of the things that I do want to flag up is, is around the data collection and monitoring. and. We have, you know, this is core part of our our work, we have to, um, you know, it's it's related to our funding agreement. And, you know, we've tried lots and lots of ways of getting all the information together and everything, but only in the last few years has it become more successful in getting those numbers and understanding what people have felt about our work and the impact. It's the point when the agreements are made, the phone is picked up to the person and say, do you have any other questions? And Do you understand why we, um, how important this data collection is? And it's that rapport and relationship. And at this point, we are so pleased with how um, the members of the team have been able to reach and get a lot of data back as well. So it's about, I mean, yeah, we've got to do it, but actually it's a relationship and rapport building that's been been amazing as well and getting the data back as well. And kind of having... um, Whenever we do, like you mentioned, the offsite nine work, we'll have pre-chats as well in place as well to say, um, come and meet the other successful applicants. And we even do the pre-ones as well. I mean, that's great. We kind of do a and a bit like what you guys do as well, like come and understand what the strand of work is. But it's just constantly having a touch point with people to have a connection and see how people are getting on as well. So I think that's that's really, really important. I think. Reading the letters of agreement and actually do do actually anyone really read it? I think it's when you pick up the phone or you speak to somebody face to face I think that's when it really comes to life
2: I really like it 's almost like the idea of um finding out what obstacles there are between these networks, these potential collaborators, these communities, and then just doing what you can to remove it and it may be that that is simply creating a space or providing an introduction or something like that, which I really really like. I like as well what you're saying here as well about um You talked earlier on about standing on the shoulders of giants. And I think it is really, really important to recognise as well that the more of this work that you do, you will be standing on the shoulders of your own previous projects. You know, the, the work that you've been doing, you're talking there about establishing ways in which over time you're able to streamline processes. Again, I'm assuming that you're building trust in these communities with every project that you do. Can I ask you to talk a little bit about trust? And if it's not too difficult also a little bit about relevance because that keeps coming up as a kind of hot topic as well with the communities that we work with.
1: Yeah um, so trust we found that it comes with time and going out and having that cake and spending time with people and sticking to our word as well it's like if we said something we're going to do something and we stick to it as well but I think it also helps that we have, you know, our consortia partners as our our advocates as well. And the more you kind of work with partners, they become your cheerleaders in a way. So that's how you kind of build a trust. And I think that's what's been the strength of our work. It's like, we always really want to share the gems of what we've um, done in in partnership, but actually that's the work that we want to talk about because we're the enabler and facilitator. So our job will be done, you know, I hopefully will, you know, we won't need to exist because the work's been done but I know that will take a long long time but the trust comes with with time yeah I do remember that very first meeting that we had as well it's like what you're doing here and why why are you here we put in the bit you know but we just took our time to have those conversations and I mean how we found for us as a program is having I mentioned the creative advisors a moment ago they're local they're black country based and they're our ear to the ground as well so that's when we kind of get a sense of every team meeting that we have we meet every week and kind of get a sense of what's happening what are the trends that are emerging and also our MPOs as well that's how we find out just kind of being visible and attending other events and you know we we work in quite a multi-layered way as well so we've got the strategic partners we've got the grassroots communities I think we're quite fortunate that we're really into the cross-sector partnerships as well so the more that we work in this way the more we can become relevant I mean We've started to grow our, our visibility with businesses as well. I mean, that's took about six, seven years to kind of really embed ourselves as well. So I think it's, yeah, trust and time to kind of build relevance.
2: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I think for a lot of people that maybe have started doing more and more work with their digital communities because of lockdown, because of the restrictions of COVID, because we weren't able to meet in physical spaces, I think a lot of people are now fearful that as we can now move into those physical spaces again their digital platforms their their digital communities will become less relevant Mm. people saying well actually what relevance do these digital spaces have people who have maybe seen these digital spaces as as Mm. replacements for live and have always compared them to live rather than looking at what they themselves can offer and i know that a lot of your digital communities your even even work that you've been doing on social media Mm. far preceded lockdown you know it hasn't been as responsive to that and you've certainly huge engagement with audiences not just because they couldn't meet in physical spaces does that make
1: sense? I think it's kind of having um, in a hybrid approach in a way some of the digital work that that's been going on um, and this I think it's been really really amazing to kind of we've opened up to new audiences because it's unearthed and unlocked some folks um, kind of accessing your work but on the other hand as well we know that on the flip side, there are people who can only access our work through um, analog, you know, through phone or face to face as well. So really, really mindful of that. And I know we're we're thinking that things are starting to settle down, but we don't, we still don't know what's around the corner. So kind of having kind of a two, um, a two-pronged approach is is probably going to be the way. And, And some of the examples that when we were in lockdown, people were signing up and not turning up you know you just kind of think from the community groups aspect who've had this commission they put all this time and effort into it but actually it's only the audience member having a click of a finger to decide whether they're going to turn up or not they actually kind of you kind of think well people may not understand how what the value of that time has been you know bringing facilitators in and putting all that prep time in as well but it's just I think we should definitely see this as a as a massive opportunity I mean you guys supported us with um, 100 Masters a few years ago that was like a two again a two-pronged approach we did these wonderful videos with the support space but then also we did some physical um activities as well around that so the fact that you know one of those videos got nine million views i think it was quite it was a simple story so it's kind of staying relevant to what people want to see and hear as well
2: yeah completely completely wonderful thank you so much thank you so much
0: Another great conversation from Rob Lindsay, and thank you, Sajida. There are some links to some of the work she mentioned, the 100 Masters Short Film Series and the Creative Black Country website are all in the show notes. Next time we'll get into distribution, how best to plan and prepare before you hit publish, make the most of your established networks, and where to start when it comes to building an audience online for first-timers. Until then, take a few moments to have a gander around the space.org website where you'll find all kinds of magical toolkits, resources and potentially commissioning rounds up for grabs. We hope you've enjoyed a few moments of mindfulness to pause, breathe and peer into another corner of the creative industry. Go forth and make waves yourself. Be well.